I'm Jeff MacArthur. In the Bank of Canada, they have raised interest rates. We're hearing another interest rate hike, maybe as much as 0.5% could happen in the next uh, couple of weeks. We also have got some new provincial taxes or an increase in taxes on non-resident home buyers. But is this enough to cool down the red-hot housing market? Let's welcome back to the show. Here's a John Pasalis, head of Realosophy, who joins us now. Hey there, John. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here as always. Uh, let's run down some of these actions, if we could, just off the top that have been taken so far. As I just mentioned, the Bank of Canada already hiked the interest rate, another one anticipated in the next couple of weeks. Has that had any effect on the market and pricing, do you think? So the Bank of Canada's uh, interest rate hike has, has not directly impacted the market, but what's having a bigger impact on the market right now uh, is the fact that five-year mortgage rates uh, have skyrocketed. And those are set by the market rather than the, by the Bank of Canada. Uh, and five-year mortgage rates now, you know, are, are in the mid 3% range, which is a big increase. I mean, a year ago, you could get a, a five-year mortgage for under 2%. And, and that's definitely taking some heat out of the market. It's making it harder for buyers to take on more debt, basically, as, as rates are rising. Specifically, John, what's behind that, behind that hike for five-year rates? Well, the, the hike for five-year rates is, is really driven by five-year bond yields. And basically, like the, the market is just pricing in higher rates in the future. Uh, and that's the difference between the five-year rates. It's not set by the Bank of Canada. The Bank of Canada effectively can influence the short-term rate. Um, and, and we do expect that to increase as we move into the second half of this year. Um, and that certainly will also put some, some pressure on affordability and, and buyers' ability to take on mortgages for sure. All right. What do we know about the Bank of Canada short and long term here? Are you anticipating another rate hike in a couple of weeks? There's a lot of talk about that. And that's just the next in a number of hikes we may see throughout this year. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, I think the, the question is more, are we going to are we going to get a, a 25 or 0.25% increase or a 0.5% increase? Um, and, and the markets are mixed, but certainly I think we're, I think the markets are expecting multiple rate hikes, uh, as we move through this year, um, you know, to cool down inflation. We're seeing, of course, very similar, uh, trends, uh, in the U S market as well. And, and Canada will probably be following that. So what would your advice be to those that are in variable mortgages right now? Is it time to start thinking seriously about locking in? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's time to start. I mean, rates are going up regardless. If you're if you're locking into a five year rate now, um, you know, it's it's a it's relatively high. I mean, it's increased quite a bit. I mean, I don't know if I would lock in. Um, I, I tend to prefer variable personally, but again, part of this just depends on you know each each homeowners and home buyers' comfort with some variability in interest rates. If they're very risk averse, then certainly lock in, but. If you're fine with a little bit of volatility, then then variable might be the way to go. Okay, that's interest rates. Let's talk next about this increase in taxes on non-resident buyers. Is this expected to do anything, do you think, when it comes to housing prices? No, not meaningful. I mean, we already have a 15% foreign buyer tax. They've increased it 20%. I mean, the one change that might impact the market a bit is that we used to have a loophole that basically allowed... Uh, international students effectively to buy houses and condominiums. I mean, obviously their parents would be buying them for them, uh, but they would buy them. The kid would live in them for four years and then they would sell them four years later to profit off of the increase in prices. That loophole has been closed. So international students would no longer qualify for the rebate. So that might take some pressure out of the, the housing market. 
But again, it's not a solution because at the end of the day, these people still need a place to live. So they'll need rental housing. So probably not going to have a huge impact. All right. And that brings us to a supply next. And I know that the premier, uh, Doug Ford, he was talking about his uh, plan to make ho- uh, homes more affordable in Ontario uh, yesterday. And essentially, John, he was talking about trying to increase supply by getting rid of uh, red tape when it comes to home builders being able to uh, build a home uh, quicker. Your take on that? Yeah, I mean, that's not really a solution. I mean, it's certainly... You know, there could be some some efficiencies gained in the process, but that is not going to result in any meaningful increase uh, in the supply of homes being built. You know, some of the bigger measures that they're all, the Housing Affordability Task Force put forward to, you know, increase density in existing neighborhoods are things that they just kind of kicked, kicked it down the road, basically, because a lot of the 905 municipalities effectively weren't interested in that. Yeah, what are some of those other proposals that uh, you believe we need to take a closer look at? Well, I mean, certainly the ones that uh, allow for more density in existing single-family home neighborhoods. So, you know, getting rid of what's often called like exclusionary zoning. Um, So this idea that if you, you know, tear down a bungalow, the only thing you can build on this place is a big single-family home. And getting rid of exclusionary zoning basically says, well, let's be able to build two semis or a row house or a triplex or a duplex. Um, and, and those types of policies would certainly encourage more housing and more building and put more of the supply in, even in the hands of small builders, not just the big builders. And uh, why is supply, uh, why is it lacking so much? Is this a problem we didn't see coming? And if so, do we just not act on it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's lacking because, uh, I mean, it's not, we're, we're kind of building at the same rate. The challenge is, our population's growing a lot faster. You know, in Ontario, we saw a huge surge uh, in non-permanent residents, mainly uh, students, foreign students, and our immigration numbers have been a lot higher. So our population's growing very rapidly, um, and our housing completions are not. And, you know, that's the problem. This is why there's so much upward pressure on home prices uh, in the GTA and in Canada more broadly. Yeah. How long on average does it take to build a home? I think people would be interested to know that if we're kind of playing catch up here when it comes to a uh, supply, do we have kind of an average time it takes to, to guild, uh, get a home built? I mean, it's, it's hard to say because I mean uh, we have low rise houses of course, and then we have uh, obviously condominiums and in, even when we, so when we think of those, those are going to be very different timelines. Condominiums might take five plus years or so if it's a very big development um, low-rise homes are a lot faster, but even low-rise homes, you know, if it's a brand new subdivision, that takes a lot of time because obviously the builders need the municipality put the infrastructure in. If it's a, a new home in an existing neighborhood, all the infrastructure is there, so those could be built in six months. So it really depends on the type of housing that's being built. All right, I want to get back to the Premier's comments of yesterday, just uh, cutting this red tape and uh, bureaucracy. If it's not that, uh, what is it that will uh, help uh, increase uh, supply in terms of maybe shortening that window we were just talking about uh, from, I guess, a shovel going into the ground to a family or a homeowner getting keys to their home? I mean, certainly, again, like allowing more density in existing neighborhoods, allowing uh, people to, you know, tear down a bungalow and build two semis rather than, you know, a, a big McMansion, so to speak. I mean, that will definitely uh, contribute because, like I said, when you're when you're building an existing neighborhood, you're using the existing 
infrastructure that's already there. You know, you're not, it's not like building a new subdivision where you need new roads and new sewers and all of this new infrastructure. When you're building and building more densely in existing neighborhoods, um, it, it allows you to build a little bit faster because you can lean on existing infrastructure and you can lean on smaller builders to get those homes built. And let me ask you about the other side of this coin, those that are looking to sell their homes, uh, John, because of the uh, price gains, what they've seen gone on, gone on maybe in the last uh, 18 months or so, and here we are with the uh, spring market fast approaching, if not here already, I guess, uh, is now the time to kind of maximize, if you really want to maximize the price of your home and you're thinking about uh, selling, it's uh, probably now or you're maybe going to kind of miss this wave, as it were? Well, definitely now is a good time because as we're moving into the spring market, what's actually happening right now, usually it gets more, you know, it can be a little bit more competitive, but now we're starting to see it being a little bit less competitive over as the weeks pass. And that's partly because of higher interest rates, right? So we don't know where the market's going to be, you know, three months from now, but it's probably going to be a little slower, less competitive, fewer multiple offers, you know, fewer crazy bidding wars. So Certainly getting on the market sooner is probably a better strategy. All right. And just finally, uh, these uh, high prices and what we've seen, say, the last uh, two years, obviously it's uh, hurting first-time home buyers, those that are trying to get into the market for the first time, and others. Just uh, how big of a problem is this uh, right now and just how quickly do you think it needs to be addressed? Oh, I mean, it's a huge problem. I mean, in the GTA, I mean, you know, Average prices for a low-rise home are are well over 1.6 million. Um, you know, so it's it's unaffordable to buy like a traditional three-bedroom home where you know a family could basically raise their family for 10, 15 years. So uh, I think it's quite urgent. Even if you're making uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, which is a lot, it's still very very hard to find a home in this market. So. Uh, certainly something that policymakers need to do quickly, uh, but there's, there, there's a big disconnect between what the federal government wants to rapidly increase their population and the province doesn't want to rapidly increase housing supply. And this is really one of the big problems we're faced with. All right, John, appreciate the conversation and your expertise. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us on this Thursday. Thanks for having me. You bet. John Pasalis is the head of Real Osophy. We'll take a break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.